you're listening to Single Shouldn't Suck, a podcast about how to love your singleness. Imagine that. I'm your host, Esther Marie, and I wrote a book called Single Shouldn't Suck because it really shouldn't. Being single should not suck. It should be an epic adventure. And this podcast goes into all of the fun and awkward nuances that encapsulate and are the essence of the season of singleness. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday and happy first day of March. My goodness, time is flying by. It is officially two weeks since Single Shouldn't Suck. The book has dropped. Ah, It's crazy. So crazy. I'm so pumped. And gosh, I've been getting some really cool messages from people who are just now starting to get the book and reading it literally in 24 hours. You guys are crazy. I don't read books like that. I don't know. You're monsters. <laughs> Honestly, show me your ways. I love it so much. And I wanted to share one of the messages I got on Instagram from someone, a guy actually, who lives in Texas. I will keep him private, but his message really moved me. And I wanted to share it with you guys because I, I feel like you can relate. And I just love so much that guys are able to find themselves in this story as well because. Let me just tell you, I do not have a woman's ministry. I do not have a ministry in general. I guess what I do is I I encourage people with my story, but I definitely do not have, um, you know, this like pinhole message towards one gender. I really believe that what God has given me and the voice that He's He's given me um, is really is more neutralized than. Um, just to women. And so I'm grateful, you know, that guys are also able to glean from what God has given me and that it's also transformative for them. So I'm going to share this message. He says, Hey there, I just finished your book and I just felt like I needed to tell you how much it impacted me. I do not know if you meant it to be just for girls or not, of course, but I highly appreciate you sharing your story. I'm only 22, but I feel sometimes that I'm behind in life or I'm not complete since I am single and always have been. So I thank you for your book and the new perspective it has given me. It was so refreshing to just hear someone not say the stereotypical things about it's coming, just wait, or God will send them when you're ready. All the junk we hear in the Christian community as singles. It was very inspiring to hear you living your life, loving people along the way, and living to the fullest in what Jesus has placed in your heart. Again, I thank you. Okay. If that doesn't make me want to just run laps around my house, I don't know what will. That was so rad to hear this guy's story and that there's people out there like me, like you, who are searching and longing for more than just these little affirmations of like, you know, this hopeful promise of a relationship that we really haven't been able to navigate this deeper longing inside of us for the more that God has for us, for the adventure of life, for the connection of humanity, for the revelations that He wants to dispense to us in this season and beyond in other seasons, no matter what season you're in. There's people that listen to this podcast who are not single and that just need, you know, a reminder that our seasons do not define us and that we don't need to limit ourselves by these statuses or these concepts of finish lines that we give ourselves. 
we often fool ourselves into thinking that once we find that person or once we get into that next season, that our longing will dissipate. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't. Even though I'm not married, I know that in seasons in the past, even just in producing this book, nine years later, you know, it's like, okay, and now here it is. And then what? You know, it's like, did I achieve ultimate happiness? No. Did I achieve, um, you know, my my greatest satisfaction in life and I no longer long for success? No. Now it's the next thing. Now I long for book sales. <laughs> now I long for, you know, more business opportunities and more platforms to share this message on. Now I long for transformation through this story. So the longing doesn't go away. It only transforms into the new thing that God is calling us into. And we're being born in the process. You know, it's it's not this um, this stagnant thing that it's like, oh, we just need to get through it and, and just, you know, hold our head up high and, you know, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus so that we don't get distracted by the Jezebels and the, you know, the guys that are going to lead us into sin. That's such a awkward, weird mindset to have. That's not it at all. God wants you flourishing in every season and he doesn't want you living your life buried in a, you know, in the ground, your head stuck in the ground or in a hole and sheltered from the freedom he wants to give you. Just because life is a little dangerous and messy doesn't mean, you know, that you're you're called to play it safe. <laughs> you're not born to play it safe. You are born to live a courageous life. And I think that we need to frame singleness and frame dating and frame just life in general outside of these confines of what we've placed on them and especially how we've treated singleness in the church. Like he said in that comment, he said, you know, all of these stereotypical things, like it's just, it's coming, just wait, you know, as if, as if we are missing something, as if, as if we are inadequate in our longing. But what makes us think that longing causes us to be inadequate? Why do we believe this misbelief, this untruth that somehow we don't have the thing that we need? You know, it's, I just got back from Hawaii and I spent the week with some of my closest friends and their families. You know, I'm the only single girl. There are a couple other single girls with me, but it's like, we're the only single girls in this group, but yet they made us feel like we had the world. You know, my married friends, they, they, and incorporated us into their family, invited us into their moments, shared in the joy of relationship, community, family, laughter, didn't marginalize us or make us feel like we needed to go out and meet these guys and to have a good time. I mean, it's all good fun and play, you know, when you're wanting to match make. And I love that too. That's totally part of it. Dating and you know, meeting people, that's all part of it. And one day my story will change. One day your story will change. We will turn that page and that relationship will enter the narrative of our life. But in the meantime, we're not lacking in our longing. We can hold our longing for a new season and we can hold our contentment and joy and find so much adventure in the life in front of us right now And I think that that sweet spot is where 
I long to see people get to and where I'm so pumped to hear that when you're reading the book, that you're kind of finding that out and, and hearing that for the first time and saying, gosh, like finally someone is getting me and and isn't trying to make me feel like I need to keep striving for something or that my longing is wrong. And I wanted to kind of share something from the book, actually. I want these podcasts to be almost mini previews for those that that don't have the book. Maybe you're not a reader. I don't know. If you don't have the book, you definitely should get it. Um, if anything, just for a good laugh. But there's so much more there that I really just feel God wants to heal in, a, in you and also awaken. But there's a chapter in the book. It's found in... Uh, chapter 2000, well, it's called, not chapter 2000. (laughs) I don't know what chapter number it is because my book is written in diary form. And so it's separated by years. So in 2018, it's titled Taking Ownership and the subtitle is called Longing for More. And in this chapter, I talk about one of my best friends meeting her now husband, which is a crazy story. And how I felt like, wow, okay, I'm the last one standing. You know, it's like, I'm so excited and happy for her. But honestly, like, it just makes me that much more aware of my singleness. And I kind of had this uh, awakening moment where I was thinking about my longing and, you know, feeling it and not running from it for the first time. I think we run from our longing so much because we're afraid that it's wrong or we're afraid that, you know, we've been told that if we feel a sense of longing or dissatisfaction in life, that that we're somehow not obeying God or not appropriating our faith. And I think that we're just really um, ashamed of longing for some reason because we just have been told over time, you know, to affirm just this hopeful mentality, which hope is great too. And there's, there's hope in longing, but it's okay to feel that it's okay to feel that longing. And, you know, I kind of go into this chapter and, and share a bit of my heart. And I say like, you know, the older I get, the more I wonder when it will be my turn. And that's a weird thought, you know, to think about standing in line for this, this like spouse, um, but that, that is how it can feel sometimes, you know, when the people around you, it's like dropping like flies, you're, they're the last one standing. You've been a bridesmaid or a bridegroom for, you know, how many times and you've, you've collected the tuxedos and the dresses and you're just like, all right, cool. So is that chapter ever going to show up in my story? And and we wonder, okay, what do we do with this loneliness? What do you do with even the sexual components of your life and your heart? And, you know, and and even just longing for that spiritual connection with someone in that intimate way. And I think it's really good for us to sit with that, not run from it, and not try to douse it with some kind of stereotypical affirmation that we think is spiritual by saying, oh, it's just coming, just wait. What if God wants more out of that longing? What if we actually are longing for more than just that intimacy with someone? What if we're longing for just the greatness of life and the greatness of what God put in us and even longing for how to steward those desires right now and understand them? You know, have you ever thought about that? Like you have desires, right? 
And we always pray these prayers like, God, not my desires, but your desires. Let let my desires be yours. And I think we confuse ourselves a little bit in those prayers because we need to realize that God gave us a heart, a brain, an imagination, a longing for life, the way we see the world, everything so unique about us. And he gave us the freedom and autonomy to desire. That is part of our human makeup that actually is the gift of God. And it's one of the things that reveals his his divinity, actually. Um, It's really amazing to kind of dive into the theology of that. But desire is what causes us to, to be like these these free kids, right? It's like, you don't have a kid to control them. You have a kid because you desire one and you want to meet their desires. And as a parent, you're training them on how to desire things at the right time, how to fulfill, teaching them how to understand patience and the process of desires being met, how to go through disappointment when their desires are unmet. I mean, it is such a learning experience. And I think we discount that process with God sometimes. And we just tend to disassociate from our desires rather than hold them, appreciate them and see them for what God has given us. You know, the Bible says, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. And so there are desires in our heart that actually are are just, they're from God. God puts them there. And so we don't need to worry about them not being from God if we're delighting in Him, right? But there are desires it talks about in First John 2 about just the desires of the world and the lust of the flesh. Um, there's desires of the flesh and, and lust, and there's desires of the things of this world and in collecting things that we think will make us content. So, that is the discernment there of knowing, okay, is the is this desire that I have placed here in the unique expression that God has given me for this thing, or is this something that I'm longing for to satisfy me in a way that God didn't actually design it? So I think that that's a better framework for that for that mindset. But with our longing, with our sexual arousal, with our spiritual longing for connection and intimacy with another human, right? We need to realize that God designed all of that. So we should never feel ashamed of that. We need to know that he doesn't want us to neglect any part of our design. You know, and and if God created the desire, we most certainly can trust him to guide us along the path of longing and instruct us to navigate healthy choices and find fulfillment. So I want to encourage you that that ache that you feel for a spouse is a good ache whether that leads you to another human and you do get married or whether that ache leads you deeper into intimacy with God. That sexual arousal isn't sinful. If it's causing you to sin, then you're giving into a lustful desire. If it's causing you to go and do things that defile who God made you to be, then of course, like it's the action behind how you're navigating those desires that is causing you to miss out on the beauty that God has for you in that longing, but it's what we choose to do and how we steward our longing and desires that really is where we need to find rest and healing in. Not condemn our desires, not condemn our sexual arousal or our our humanity, but we need to realize that 
the spirit that God has given us, oh, it's so much it's so much more intimate than even any of these earthly things we desire. But along the journey to fulfillment, you know, we don't have to have this mindset of lack. Jesus longs to be intimate with us, and he actually can totally fill all of those spaces. He totally can fill our longing for connection with someone, but he doesn't want to replace it. And I know that's a big statement and maybe a bold move to make, but Jesus, as much as he's our everything, he's not a human being right now, (laughs) okay? So he wants you in connection with people. He wants you to get married if you want to get married. He wants you to have children or adopt or have a pet. He wants you to be human. So we we don't need to disassociate from our humanity or our longing or any of that. But in our longing, we need to like really realize that God is inviting us into a space of intimacy with him. There's a really beautiful scripture in Psalms 23. I'm sure if you're a, you know, a believer or if you're not, you may have still heard this this uh, verse. And I know some people listening are not of the faith of Christianity and I I really thank you and, and respect you for listening here because I want this to be an open conversation. I want this to feel like everyone is welcome has a seat at the table and that we can talk about our differences and that I'm just genuinely sharing my story and how I've navigated my journey and what has worked for me. And I believe, I totally believe with all my heart, it it will not only work for you, it will be the answer to everything you've been looking for. But there is a scripture and in the Passion Translation, I just love it so much because It really frames how close God wants to be to us. And I don't think we realize that every day, how much he really is like, oh, I just want to hang out with you, (laughs) you know? And it starts off by saying, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. That kind of reminds me of Hawaii. I think God's love looks a lot like Hawaii. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. So cool. We have a best friend in Jesus. He's more than enough for every longing in your heart. But that longing and that ache, it's a good thing. Do not be ashamed of it. Know that you can hold both the longing and the love for your life, okay? I want to just challenge you guys to really be at peace with that and even maybe journal and say, okay, how have I been disassociating from my true self, from my desires? Maybe you've had a desire to like start a new job or even just travel a bit. You know, I had this desire in my early 20s. I remember just feeling like I just need to see the world and I just need to see it. And I need to go on these trips and talk to God because the more I see the world, the more I see his face. And I think it's really evident in my book, as you see through my travels and the places that I go, man, religion is just being stripped off of me. And I am seeing the face of God like I never saw before, unhindered by what any human being has said about him, I get to just see his face through creation and through the moments that he ordained for me to encounter him. And 
I'll never be the same because of those moments. I'll never be the same because of some surf trips that I've taken. And so I want to encourage you, you know, what you think might be a worldly desire. Ask God, God, did you place that longing in my heart for, you know, to call me out, to call me into something greater? And how can I be a good steward of it? I hope that this encouraged you today. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. If you've read the book, please email me. You can find me on Instagram at Estes, E-S-T-E and four S's. And I, yeah, DM me, connect with me. I, I would love to hear your story and share it with others because your story matters. Your season matters. Every part of who you are is important and unique. And this is not a passing through season. This is a season full of adventure and it's a story worth telling. So I want to challenge you guys, keep turning the page, keep living your best freaking life. I would love for you to share uh, this podcast, rate and review it, subscribe to it. I'd also love for you guys to share the Amazon listing right now. We are number two on Amazon's hottest best sellers, newest release. And that's really exciting, but I'd love to get to number one. So if you could share that link in your Instagram story or send it, text it to a friend, I really so appreciate that so much helping me get to number one and just get these books out to people that really need to hear it and need to be stoked on their life. And I'm also giving away a free audiobook. I'm so pumped. Even if you don't have Audible, you can download it for free and you can get this book for free. So the only requirement that I have for entering this contest to win the audiobook is that you do um, post the link to my book like maybe share one of my posts about the book and then post the link in your story and tag me in it so that I can see that you entered the contest. I hope you guys have the most amazing week and write in, ask me your questions. I'd love to answer them on this podcast. We only have a few more weeks left in this season and I'm excited for some of the guests I'm gonna have towards the end of the season. Love you guys so much. Live your best freaking story.